1: Hello, my friends, and a good, truly good Friday to you. I was in an elevator. I am every day. And as you probably know by now, I talk to strangers. One of the most enjoyable things I do in my life, talk to strangers. I love people, and I have contempt for humanity. That's been my motto all of my life. A woman was in the elevator with me. And why waste the time in silence? That's my my take on life. And I said, nice, no masks, eh? <laughs> you know, you never know what, the, you, what response you'll get. You might get, well, actually, I'm a little concerned. But she was delighted. She joined me in delight. And then, she, though she got off at the second floor, she had time to tell me this story as she held the elevator door open for a moment. The person at the, at the nail salon who had been doing her nails for two years said to her the last time, Hi, who are you? That's a great story. Is that a great story? Yeah. That sums everything up. Hi, who are you? She laughed and said, I've been coming here for two years. But she hasn't been coming there for two years. That's what the despicable mask enthusiasts in government and the CDC never take into account. What is the human toll of their sick, distorted, nonsensical policies? They They don't ask that. So I want to talk to you for a moment about experts. My view uh, in modern life at any rate is whatever experts agree on in terms of advice, not in terms of expertise, and I will explain the difference in a moment, I usually assume is wrong. I learned this speaking to a fire chief. Very dedicated listeners will know this story. Oh, this must be 15, maybe more years ago. Don't recall exactly why we spoke, but it was on the air. I believe he was in Ohio. And he said that school classroom doors should always be shut, because in case of fire... That's much safer than an open door. And I, I said, well, in in hot months, it really stifles the kids. I said, it doesn't matter. It, it, safety demands that the door be shut. That has been my go-to example of I have no interest in what an expert advises, in most cases. This man knows more about fire. His knowledge of fire compared to mine is probably equivalent to my knowledge of Soviet history compared to his. All right? I assume he does not know the five names of the people who might have succeeded Lenin as the head of the Soviet Union when Lenin died in 1924. Is that fair? I think that's fair. Okay. So in other words... I know nothing about his expertise. He knows nothing about mine. Granted. Granted. So if I were to ask him, what is the safest thing if there is a fire in a school, he would say closed doors. And I would, I, I would accept his expertise. If I... But I will not ask him, is that what we should do? There, his answer is no more likely to be a good one than uh, the person you meet in the elevator. His expertise is fire. His expertise is not what should we do. What should we do? Is to, be the, is to be decided by the non-fire experts, the people who live the consequences of his expertise. This, this separation between expertise and advice is never made. The assumption is if you are an expert in, a, in an area, you know what we should do. That's not true. If you are an expert in building homes, I know nothing. I, Dennis, know nothing about building homes. If you So do I go to an expert home builder and say, where should I live? Of course not. I decide where I should live. He decides how to build my house once I decide to build one. Does he decide how big my bedroom will be? No, I decide. He knows how to build bedrooms. I decide how big the bedroom should be. Not he. It's a colossal error that has cost us immeasurable damage. Asking expertise to decide how we should act. They know no better, and probably worse. Their advice is likely to be worse than anybody else's, because the fire chief only knows fire. He doesn't ask, gee, how many fires have occurred that have been fatal in American schools in the last half century? I don't know the answer, but it may well be zero. Maybe it's one, maybe two. i I doubt it so on the basis of the possibility of one kid being killed by a fire millions have to be hot in the summer that's stupid stupid experts generally give stupid advice including the medical experts and epidemiological experts Because they they only know they have this narrow vision of what they know. That's it. And they think that tells them what should be done. It would be as if experts would say you can drown if you go scuba diving. Therefore, we advise no one to go scuba diving. People do. People people die when we increase the speed limit. For whatever reason, we don't listen to the experts who who tell us about the death rate when you raise the speed limit from 55 to 65. People who want to make these decisions will say, it is a tragedy every death that will occur, but traffic must move. the cult of experts it's a cult it's a secular cult generally although a lot of religious people have indistinguishable lives from secular people indistinguishable thinking from secular people i would say most religious people think like secular people but a lot a lot don't but most i think do we saw that during the pandemic their fear, their irrational fear and obedience to irrationality was at least as great as secular people. Experts. It's a cult. Many, many years ago, there was an ad in the New York Times, Nobel laureates against capital punishment. Another example I've used on a number of occasions Nobel laureates against capital punishment. Why do I give a damn what a Nobel laureate in physics thinks about capital punishment? That's as irrelevant as what I think about physics. Tell me, why is the opinion of a Nobel laureate on on capital punishment even worthy of discussion? It's because of the cult of expertise. Oh, well, he really knows physics. He really knows chemistry. So undoubtedly we're curious to know what he thinks about capital punishment for murder. It's a cult. Experts say is equivalent to what people used to hear when they heard, Thus saith the Lord.
0: The Dennis Prager Show.
1: Many people own coins that have not performed as well as they had expected. Some own coins that have done better than they expected. Or maybe you just want to cash out and do something else with the money. Markets change, and to understand the current value of your precious metals portfolio, you should get a new valuation. So I'd like to tell you about my friend, and he is, otherwise I never use that term, Nick Grovich. He my friend because I so admire his honesty and integrity and knowledge of the coin world, of the gold world, the silver world. He's owner of Amph. Fed Coin, and Bullion. For over 40 years, Nick has built a reputation for trust and honesty, and his goal is to earn your business for life. Nick won't push you to sell, but when you're ready, I believe he offers the best price trade and consignment deals compared to anyone. Right now, Nick and the AmFed team are offering their exclusive coin performance review for free. That's right, free. With a no-pressure guarantee from Nick. Call Nick at 800-221-7694. That's 800 221 694 Experts ruined some killed innumerable people. Listening to experts the last two years, except in Sweden, was a colossal mistake. I wish they were all fired or better just ignored. Experts. Why would you take their advice as opposed to taking their knowledge and then deciding? Why is the commander-in-chief of the U.S. military a civilian, quite possibly someone who knows nothing about military tactics? Why isn't the the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff the head of the military? Because the wisdom was that, that they may not have wisdom. If you decide to invade a country as president, then you look to them for expertise. Well, gee, where where would be the best place to utilize our military? That's a military decision. Expertise is massively helpful. Whether we go to war is not a military decision. I wonder, I really do, if Americans have learned one bloody thing from the last two years. I believe, sadly, that if tomorrow the governor of California or Washington or Oregon or Illinois or New York or New Jersey or Maryland would announce, put masks back on, and not only that I'd like you to wear a uh, a forehead protector that half of the Americans would, would would be obedient. What is happening in New York City? what's his name Eric Watt? What's the mayor? Yeah. Hmm? Adams. Well, yeah, Adams. Eric Adams. So he goes to a show filled with people, right? A theater filled with people, goes to a show in Manhattan. But meanwhile, two-year-olds have to wear masks. Two-year-olds shouldn't have to wear masks at the height of the epidemic, or pandemic, if you will. The arrogance is, is and an destructive nature of his policies is. You can't react. I mean, there are no words for how stupid and destructive it is. It was stupid and destructive during the pandemic, and now parents are yelling at him. You don't yell at him. You send your kid without a mask. Or you take your kid out of the schools because the teachers support the destruction of kids. Well, the two year olds aren't at school. Five year olds, four year olds. Teachers in Chicago went on strike rather than teach kids because they thought they'd die. Good question, isn't it? I'd like you, if you want to have a good discussion with friends. And relatives, I suggest the following. I really do. It's a very important thing to do. Next time you're together, and this is, this is not, you know, it has nothing to do with Trump, so the passions will not rise. Just ask, so did you, did I, did we learn anything from the last two years? Do you, do you feel the last two years were handled, by and large, correctly? That would be a great topic for you, by the way. you You should meditate on this. What did you learn from the last two years? Everything I learned is dark. I'm still a happy guy because I live with bad news can't live with bad news you can't be happy talking about that i'm living with bad news see what happened to that fox news man in in ukraine so if i remember off the top of my head he lost sight in one eye he lost a leg and lost his foot on the other leg and, and and that's the damage i remember and and his comments were all things considered i feel lucky because the the two ukrainians in the car were killed and and he had this a friend of ours i'm talking to my producer a friend of ours an older man fantastic man the energy of of a 40 year old and phenomenal uh, activist on behalf of good things. I was talking to him this week, and he told me he had a stroke in one eye. I never heard of that, but you can get a stroke anywhere if blood goes there. So he lost sight of an eye, and he says it's it's really tough to adjust. And I I, I know that first of all your other eye gets so tired, and of course you lose. Contrast you, you know perspective uh, and uh, and if the guy only lost an eye it would be it would be tragic everything is attitude, everything one eight prager seven seven six eight seven seven two four three triple seven six we continue.
0: The Dennis Prager Show.
1: Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the store, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at my pillow found that out around two thousand six and towels changed forever. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. And that happens to be true. I use them. They are all made with USA cotton and they come with the MyPillow sixty day money back guarantee. Six piece set, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regularly one hundred nine ninety nine, now thirty nine ninety nine. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels, by entering the promo code PRAGER. Or call 800-761-6302 for these great radio specials. MyPillow.com, promo code PRAGER. Hello, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Take some calls, a little... A little later, got some good ones, but I got to get a lot in the first hour because then there's the happiness hour and the whatever is on your mind hour. So this is from AP Associated Press: A missile hit a train station in Kiev, where thousands of people had flocked to flee. No, this is not in Kiev. This is in eastern Ukraine. The dateline is Kiev. A missile hit a train station where thousands of people had flocked to flee in eastern Ukraine, killing 50 people today. 50 people, a lot of, there were children, there were families, my whole families were probably wiped out because they were fleeing. You know, one of the reasons I studied Russian was a fascination with Russia. I mean, I studied it primarily to be able to read the Soviet uh, newspaper Pravda, because my field was communist affairs and international relations. But I was was intrigued by Dostoevsky, of course, and Tchaikovsky. And uh, the whole aura of Russian culture fascinated me. And my view was generally that communism was imposed upon the Russian people from 1917 to 1991. What is that? So that's 74 years, right? Yeah. And I felt bad for them. And gradually I've come to believe, and now I do believe... That if there is such a thing as a, a culture, and of course there is in a nation, to deny that is, is absurd. The culture of, of Russians is a, a an acceptance or even welcome of tyranny. Not all by any means. There are some, I mean, Andrei Sakharov is one of the greatest men of the 20th century, Most of you under, I would say, 60 years of age, certainly 50, never heard of him. This is a very sad fact. People who come out with stupid comments like the the good you do is what is remembered. It's not true. It's the evil you do that's remembered. Everybody knows about Stalin. Nobody knows about Sakharov. I'm very interested in goodness because I know that it is the exception. Evil is more the norm. But the Andrei Sakharovs, notwithstanding, I've I've resigned myself to the culture of Russia it is pro tyranny. I should have known better because the number of people who attended Stalin's funeral and not all of them were paid to do so. Sometimes there were demonstrations there were demonstrations in the Soviet Union and I learned from Soviet uh, dissidents that the people were given a day off and who, who wouldn't rather be outside in the fresh air demonstrating against the uh, capitalism and imperialism than at some meaningless job that the Soviets would supply you with. But the people at Stalin's funeral were were weeping genuine tears. The man who would kill tens of millions of their fellow citizens, forget the the massacre of five to six million Ukrainians. If any group has a right to hate another group. Ukrainians have a right to hate Russians. When I think of what they suffered in the 1930s and now in the 2020s, what did did the Ukrainians ever do to the Russians? Are they invading? Unfortunately, and it does sadden me because of my sort of infatuation with Russian culture. Uh, Russia now has the name, a name, a bad name. It's bad when your country has a bad name, it's tough to lose it. Germany hasn't fully lost it, It's, it's largely lost it, and it's done a lot of penitence. However, everything Germany advocates is stupid, like ending nuclear power, bringing in a million people from the Middle East. Deciding to be dependent on Russian gas and energy. (laughs) My motto is Germany is always wrong. You know who does good in the world? I did a whole hour on this. Outliers. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. I forget to tell you something big in my life and in your life. Dennis and Julie, it's a podcast that I do with a 22-year-old, truly remarkable young woman. It's it's unique. It's unique for me. I've never done any broadcasting with a partner, so to speak. And all you need to do is, I, I know that if you watch one episode, one podcast, You'll uh, be hooked, and you'll want to watch them all. We have four up. We only started last month. We do it every week. Comes up on Mondays. No, come, when does it come up, Sean? Tuesdays. Yeah, Tuesdays. And it's 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 fun, and as I said, unique. I would love your young people in your life to see it. Maybe they uh, would be hesitant to just watch me, but they won't be hesitant to watch her. It's a, it, I can't tell you, by the way, just on a personal note, how exciting it is to me to see someone at that age carrying on my values in her unique way. Values are everything my case for adoption my whole life I don't care if my children are my seed I care if my children hold my values I could use hold in both I don't care if they hold my seed I care if they hold my values Hmm. that's, that's what people want they think they want seed but they really want values You know what is amazing, as I philosophize here on this Friday, the little learned from others' lives. Wisdom is learning from others' lives as well as your own, but if it had to be your own, you would never be wise until you were old. And you might be wiser when you're older, but you could have wisdom at 20. I had wisdom at 20 because I was taught wisdom. I was taught the greatest ideas of others before me. That's why when uh, many members of my generation came up with the first of innumerable idiocies, never trust anyone over 30, I knew it was absolutely stupid. It was an invitation to non-wisdom, to being a fool. Only a fool doesn't trust anyone over 30. The number of fools, arrogant fools, among the baby boomers was very large and is the genesis of much of our crisis. I had this way of looking at life from a very early age. If If I'm on a hill or on a cliff and I see people walking forward, and one after another, they fall off the cliff and die. So my view is, don't join the line. <laughs> I have learned from others' experience, right? That's, that's the whole point. But that is not the way in which people view life. They will join the line and then go, gee, why am I falling to my death? That's why, and this is not an ad at all, it's all free anyway, this is why PragerU is more valuable than virtually any school in the country. Because we teach wisdom. You don't have to join the line and fall to your death. The wisdom gap is, is the biggest. There's no wisdom at virtually any university. Some have, if they teach wisdom, which almost always means the great, the great works of the past. Baltimore Symphony Orchestra talking about great works of the past is changing Beethoven's Ninth Symphony to be more relevant and inclusive, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I follow classical music. I know who the conductor is, who's who's in charge of this change. And it's one of the few uh, woman conductors of a major orchestra. I don't think it's coincidental. Women tend to be more woke than men. Look at the teachers teaching your kids and robbing them of their innocence. They're overwhelmingly female. So much for the idiocy, the world would be better if it were governed by women. God, is that stupid The world would be better if it were governed by wise people of either sex. So I was thinking, she's tampering with uh, Beethoven's Ninth, and I mentioned to my producer, how would the woke think about tampering with artworks? Would a museum take, let's say, the paintings of Van Gogh, the great Dutch painter, and make perfect copies. They wouldn't change the original, but perfect copies and just change them to be more woke, to have a diversity, equity, and inclusivity message. I I fear, now that I have mentioned it, some people will think, what a great idea. Let's change Van Gogh. That's The past has nothing to teach us. That's their view. And that is the route to anti-wisdom, to foolishness. How many old works does your kid uh, study? I would say that the odds are zero. Isn't that an amazing thing when you think about it? They, they learn the 1619 lie of the New York Times, but do they read anything that predates their existence? Anything. <laughs> That's a question you should ask. We'll be back
0: in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show.
1: We live in the, in the universe of dishonesty of, of lying thought on the confirmation 53 to 47 for Judge Katanji Jackson if you didn't vote for her it was racist but if you didn't vote for the black female for what was at the circuit court in Washington DC some years ago it was Republican you weren't racist so you're a racist if you vote against the black female uh, who's on the left but you're not a racist if you vote against the black female who's on the right this is what I mean by the world of lies Jackson wins confirmation she will become the first black female justice all of these firsts this will make a big difference to of blacks in America. You have no idea how this will help them in, in life. This notion that you have to have a member of your group on the court is another lie of the left. It's just the power grab. All the blacks in Congress have done nothing to help the blacks of America. It is a, an, it is a non-issue whether members of your group are in Congress or governors, it's it's irrelevant. There's no question that Donald Trump did more for American blacks than Barack Obama, who is black. But Barack Obama is a Democrat, and Democrats do nothing for blacks. They generally hurt them. I have to have, I have to recognize myself in the court. Let me say for myself, I don't give a damn if there's a Jew on the court. It means nothing to me, absolutely nothing. I don't care if it's, if there are nine Catholics, nine Protestants, nine Jews, nine Muslims, nine atheists. I want people who have my values of the court. That's all I care about, values. Not ethnicity, not race. (laughs) Uh, And every one of you, well, that's not true, but most of you agree with me. You have to have a member of your group. Were Protestants annoyed that there were so many Catholics on the court? I I didn't hear anything from them. Okay, woman who can't define woman, who, who says she has no judicial philosophy, is the, uh, the latest member of the Supreme Court of the United States. Happiness Hour coming up.